this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottage core life. Today, we're going to talk about maple trees, but not just any maple trees. Most people talk only about what we call sugar maples. But I'm going to tell you specifically about which maple tree we're looking at today. And that tree is called the silver maple. You heard me, the silver maple. Silver maples are the ones you probably have seen if you visited your parents' or grandparents' homes and their property was built around the 40s and the 50s. One of the reasons for that is that it grew up fastest, so it's more prolific to be in residential areas. So open up your big book of stuff because today we're going to talk about the silver maple. So turn to the tree cooking section and this is going to be a fun one so let's get started now many of the people listening to this are probably going to think that this episode is going to be all about maple syrup it's not it's really not surprising probably but it's really not going to be just about syrup. But syrup is important. Syrup is important because during sugar bush time on the spring when the sap is running and it's flowing up like fast water. You know, that's the tree's life force right there. You start to collect the maple and you, you get that sap. You collect that sap, you tap it and you can boil it into maple syrup. Of course, it's not the only tree you can do that way, but it's it's one of them. And that syrup can be um, cooked down and made into a syrup. But did you know you can drink the sap? You don't have to convert it to a syrup. You can actually drink it. And there's medicinal uses for that. But I am not a doctor, nor am I a licensed or certified herbalist. I always let you know that. So, I'm not going to tell you to do that, especially if I don't know you've identified the right tree. Always make sure you know what you're looking at. Don't just stick things in your mouth. So, this is the part where I tell you a secret about the sap, though. We talked about how the sap runs in the winter, you know, winter of the early spring. But what I didn't tell you is you can tap that tree in the winter, the early parts of winter as well, or in the middle of winter. You didn't know that, did you? Or maybe you did. I don't know. I'm not the boss of you. I don't know what you're allowed to know. But it's true. It's one of the trees that you can access, that sap. And it's good to know because you can add it to cough syrup. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can research this and find out on your own. Another thing is that the inner bark can also be used to help make an infusion. Um, Actually, it's more along the line of a decoction. So look that up. I'm not going to give you too much information on it because I don't want you to hurt yourself. And I know that by encouraging you to look it up and read for yourself, you're less likely to go off half-cocked and make something to harm yourself. Because you will have had to read things around it 
to know more about it. But I did say this wasn't all going to be just about syrup, and it's not. What else is something that you can always identify a maple tree with when you look at it? Because you can't see the sap that often. It's inside the tree. Most of the time, how do you know when it's a maple tree? That's right, the leaf. Waving at my friends to the south. Hi, Ontario. Hi, Canada. You look for the maple leaf. Since I live in Michigan and I'm from Detroit, I grew up with the, with Canada to my south. But for the most of the country, Canada will be to the north for someone who lives in the United States. And we know that flag because of the maple leaf. And because we see that flag a lot. Like, a lot. But did you know you can use those leaves to wrap around apples and other root crops to help preserve them? You can. So, here's where I'm going to tell you something that you may not know. Did you know that if you make a decoction or boil up certain parts of the bark, one of the home remedies, that is, of silver maple, that you can actually use it to help wash the sores on your skin from things like measles and such like hives. Again, it's a home remedy. I'm not a doctor. I'm not purporting to be a doctor. But I do know that you can use it for that. And that's something that would be good to know if you are in a fix. Because sometimes we break out from things and we didn't even know we were allergic to them. Or if you're maybe having just a moment where you just have hives and you don't know why. You know, dermatological reactions happen all the time and being near somewhere if you're camping and you see some silver maple and you get some of the bark you can make that oil up and then you can get yourself some relief so every once in a while I run across a little bit of folklore and I like to share it so I'm going to share some now. And in this particular case, my understanding is that maple wood is seen as a good wood to keep in the house, to keep away bad spirits. And I'm not going to get into whether that's true or not, but I wanted to share this with you because it's always fun to experience and learn about other people's beliefs. So apparently, if you keep a bit of maple wood in your home, it, it not only guards against negative entities, but negative emotions. Now, I don't know about you, but if I had, you know, access to a tree that gave me little seeds to eat in the fall and sweet sugary sap to drink in the, in the spring or like early winter and could give me some wood to boil so that I could wash any kind of skin sores or whatever else to get some relief all year round, I probably wouldn't have 
as many bad feelings and bad vibes if I had a reminder of it sitting in my house in the form of a piece of wood. I mean, I'm just saying, it it makes sense to me that knowing that I have something out there in my yard or in my area that could, you know, be of use and make me feel good, that probably would keep negative feelings at bay too. So make of that what you will. And so we've come to the end of our episode on Silver Maple. We might circle back and discuss it again in more depth because, you know, if you find that certain episodes, you want to know a little bit more about it, we can definitely come back to it. I do read each and every one of your messages. I really do. And I I really cherish when you are interested in a topic and you feel we can come back to it. Most of the time, you don't ask me for another episode. You just want a specific question answered. And that's okay, too. That's perfectly fine. We don't have to make a giant production of everything. You know, and I don't get to tell you what you want to know. I'm not the boss of you. You know, you're my friend, and I don't want to try to push you around on what you should be asking. You know, we're, we're friends, right? So we don't try to force each other to ask questions that don't hold interest for us. And we don't hold information hostage. If you just have a simple question, then I can answer it without having to make a whole episode about it. But if it's something that you really want me to dig into, I'm more than willing to go on that ride. So you just let me know. And I can't wait to see you here again on my magical Cottage Core Life.